we got a wild one for you this week. Sorry, I couldn't understand anything you just said. I said, ooh, baby, we got a wild one for you this week. Because oh. it's a voicemail extravaganza. Well, meatball And it was kind of dry, like your vagina, mama. Meatball went and enjoyed a very um, unique experience. So we unique. talk about that. That's right. I was at the finale taping. I know all the truth. Well, I'm excited to hear. Get into it. Candy Muse Muse. She's on tour with William. Goodbye. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. What's, <laughs> what's funny? <laughs> what's funny? Why is you? What? Eat that banana right before leaning into the mic like that, you fuck. I'm giving them the good chewies. The morning chewies. No, I was just having my last little bite of banana. What's funny is the 80 joke. We already recorded, but it's not coming out for like three weeks. Oh, so, oh, yeah. This is like the third time I've done it. And they're going to be like, why 80? Well, someone figure- a future guest of us of ours pointed out that the phone number ends in eight zero, which is the number eighty, and that rhymes with three, right? Two one three five three six nine one eighty. 80. <laughs> well, he didn't want you to just say eighty. <laughs> but how else do you say that? we're not nine one eighty? Mm-hmm. 80. But that makes it sound like 8E. Honey, she 8E. Hey, I just put out a new song with Young Onyx. Did you know about this? And Ocean Kelly. It's a remix. In the middle of it, Ocean Kelly goes, Icon, Icon! And it's really amazing. (laughs) Everything Ocean Kelly does is amazing. So good. You're like, okay, fuck off. You're so talented. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, so Young, um, Young... Onyx has a song called Brat, and they asked me to be on the remix with Ocean Kelly. And my favorite lyric, and I need to, I got too distracted this weekend, but I want to turn it into a TikTok trend, but I think it'll just get canceled. What is it? Okay. Now, you know that meme of the, it's the person dancing to one kiss is all it takes, the Dua Lipa song. Yeah, and then he like smacks something. Like he's he's like has like a headset on and he like smacks it off because the song turns into like really crunchy, garbly loud. Yeah. And the idea is that people post deep fo- it's deep fried. People post photos of like a before and an after or an after and then a before. Like I used to look this good and now it's crunchy. So someone posted a little video to my lyric because I have a lyric that says, I am not gay. I am a faggot. faggot. Yeah, that's a good one. And I previewed that lyric uh, on the show with with you and our listeners earlier. And I really like it. I am not gay. I am a faggot. Not a dick fan, bitch. I am an addict. Call me Houdini. I got that magic. Poof. Down my throat. I do not gag, bitch. Mm. Do you not gag? Do you? I know we've like you've no. I gag all the time for a year. I gag all the time, like crying. I'm always like. But long story short, I would like people. Someone posted a video. It was very simply. This was the video. It was a thumbs down on I am not gay and a thumbs up on I am a faggot. And I was like, that could be a trend where you show something that you 
like an ugly outfit and then how you styled it pretty or a dead plant and then the plant flourishing or, you know, an old phone and then you got the new iPhone and you just do the bad thing on I am not gay and then the good thing or the upgraded thing on I am a faggot. And that right there is an internet trend. That's a million dollar trend right there. (laughs) He just went, I am not gay. I am a fact. Did you repost that? I feel like I saw that. I think I did repost it, but I'm like, I need to make a real one. But I feel like they won't let it get any traction on TikTok because it literally has faggot. Faggot. Yeah. How how do they screen for words like AI? I know I probably sound so stupid to so many people. Yes, a hundred percent AI. And it just listens out for any word that sounds like faggot. Yeah, it knows everything. When you upload a YouTube Don't video... Don't start talking and waving that banana at me like that, sir. <laughs> you said my... last bit of banana. That's a whole nother banana. What is wrong with you? I just... You know that if I leave Stick half a banana right here, can. it's going to be mushy and brown by the time we're down. Done. D- mushy and brown by the time we get down. It's my birthday banana because you made my birthday flyer art. I did. Um, I did want to... I was While you were telling me that story about that, TikTok trend. I was trying to find the menu to Road to Seoul, but they don't have it listed because you went back. Was that Road to Seoul? Yeah. That you went to with Laura Lapkus for your birthday dinner? Mm hmm. And you again chose the bottom tier of meats. No, see, the thing you don't understand is they don't have three versions of the bagolgi and three versions of the brisket. It just- no, I do understand. But I understand as you climb that ladder to the top of that menu, uh-huh. there are more and better marinated options like that are a higher price because they are a higher quality because they've marinated, they've put them in a nice sauce, they've softened up. Otherwise, you're just getting straight cuts, which is fine and delicious. But it was your yeah. birthday. You should have sprung. You should have well, splurged. I didn't. I, we knew what we wanted to eat there. We wanted to eat the pancake. We wanted to eat the bagolgi. We wanted to eat the brisket. And and then we had some like rice cakes. But that was it. Like We weren't like going there to binge. Mm. We were going there well, to have a sensible meal. Oh, right. Because that's what your new kick. You're on sensible meal time. Honey, baby, I'm eating the banana. You saw it. That's my breakfast. Not even an overnight out? Can I say something that I said to my trainer? I said, he asked me something, and I was like, oh, but I'm going to go light on dinner because I I think I'm going to go see a man later tonight. And he was like, oh, interesting. And I was like, yeah, if there's ever a prospect that there's a hookup, I spend the entire day eating light. And he goes, I should just get some of my friends to like text you throughout the day randomly with the prospect of sucking dick just to keep your diet better for the day. That's dark. That's so dark. <laughs> I'd love for any therapist to really call in. Call in and unpack Because here's that. the problem. I know it would work. Yeah. I, honey, it 100% would work. You want portion control? Just wave a dick in front of me. But then you, one day you might get a little too hungry. And bite get a little dizzy. Off? Just feel something in your mouth and go for a bite. So Alaska announced, Alaska and Lola announced the contestants of the Drag Queen of the Year pageant for 2023. There are some icons in this group. Icon, icon. Tell me. Um, there's Nikki Jizz. Here, who, oh, here's who I'm rooting for. Okay. Snacks from San Francisco. Eat more snacks. I'm rooting for Nikki Jizz from San Francisco. I'm rooting for Skin Suit from here in Los Angeles. I'm rooting for Tony Soto from here in Los Angeles. Oh, so so it's Abhijit, Abigail Beverly Hills. Is there a so Monica Beverly Hills? I assume that's Monica's daughter. She, I'm on her. Oh, she's absolutely stunning. Beatrix Bella Rouge. I don't know her. I don't know her either. She's from Arizona. Oh, stunning. And her Instagram is very cute, too. Charles Galen from Los Angeles, California. Charles Galen is a very good performer. Yeah, like every time I see him perform, next level. And they do the thing where they lip sync to not only the lyrics but the music while they're lip syncing. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's like well, like if there was a song by the Scatman, 
that sounded like um can i just say that skin suits um promo photo looks like the bikini is photoshopped onto it and it might be no you don't think so that's so funny is it- Skin suit throws the wildest party called Shardo Gay. Have you heard of it? Uh, yes, because I knew this person's skin suit before they were skin suit. I did too. But they, um, it's really fun. It's Tuesday nights in LA, and it's always at a wine bar. So it's, I think it's a different kind of crowd. Yeah, it's anyway. I'm so excited for this. I'm gonna be there, front row, screaming my ass off the whole time. Um, Amazing. It's back at the Montalban Theater. So Montalban. There will be a bar this year, Divas. That's exciting. And I'm just really excited to just see it from the other side, you know? Watch it from an audience perspective. Because I was at the first one, and then I did watch the second one virtually. And then I was in the third one, so unfortunately I didn't get to watch it. But this time, maybe I'll be there. High as a kite. I'll be there. be there. Did you get your tickets? Yeah, I think they just went on sale. So I haven't purchased them yet. I'm maybe hoping to see if there's a friend rate. If there's a former contestant rate? If there's a friend rate for me to get in. Oh, You know uh, who had a friend rate last night? The you f- know where I was? All right, let's take a little break and then I want to hear about last night. It was crazy. I was sitting with well, let's take the a stars, break. legends. We'll be right back after this break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it? Maybe bad. I always think about my work week and how busy it is. And I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How, what would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up more activities because I love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm-hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapy anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back. Guess where I was last night? And well, well most I know of the where day. you were. I was at the RuPaul's Drag Race season 15 finale taping here in Los Angeles, California. And did you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. So yes. it was downtown at the theater at the Ace Hotel. Yes, it was. We arrived. I was a, the only way I got in was I was a plus one with Nicole Byer. Um, and when we got there, boy, did someone 
she, we were walking up and she was like, where do we get the tickets? And we were trying to read it. And before we could even like pull out our phones to read the thing, someone in a headset came and swooped us, like must have seen us get out of the car. And was like, Nicole, please follow me and took us in. We were like, well, we want to get a drink. And he goes, well, whenever you're ready for your seats, let us know. We get in there. We get we get a couple drinks in us. It's four o'clock. We're like, oh, it's going to be a long one. Like, we're ready. Let's settle in with a couple of doubles. And then we see Harvey, and Harvey likes to party. So then we drank a little bit more with Harvey. And then the show starts at five. So we're seated at five o'clock. We've been drinking for an hour. Okay. Um, I've been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. We walk in, and then we're like, where do we sit? And they go, oh, Nicole, please follow me. And then the lady goes, I worked with you on the Emmys or something. And she's like, hello. And they walk us down. <laughs> And we walk down and we see Ross Matthews and Michelle, and we're just standing right behind them. And, and you've Ross worked turns, with both of them before. I've worked with both of them. Michelle was studying her lines because she had to open the show, so she didn't really turn around and say hi. Ross gave us both a big hug and said hello. And as I was saying hello to him, do I regret this now? Four tequilas deep? Absolutely. But in the moment, it felt right. And I would like to apologize to Ross. I know that he won't hear this, but this might get to him some way. Ross, I am so sorry that the only thing I said to you were, eat my ass, faggot. I don't know why. I know it's not funny. It was funny to me, but I really understand that that is not funny. And what was his response? Did he, he seem just like- looked at me and like laughed, a, like kindly laughed and just said, eat my ass, faggot. The way that you're reenacting him responding was a sort of like, a knowing nod, but sort of a defeated delivery of, yep, eat my yep, ass, faggot. That is a That's thing what that happens. people say to me. <laughs> and um, that is exactly how I think he responded. I think I would love, happened. you know, like, I'm not going to talk about anything that happened during it, but I just want to say <laughs> there was an unfortunate incident. So there was a lot of vamping. So they did some audience questions and did rue was i have heard tell in the past that rue is really in her element up there because they don't want to move her a lot so once she's out there and she's reading the prompter and delivering lines if they have to reposition cameras i heard she talks to the audience and she keeps it going was that the she case she was up there doing like a stand-up routine she was on fire up and there. she's unfortunately like, the vamping i'm talking about wasn't even having rue on stage because this oh. it was the literal first thing that we saw something went wrong and then they shut it all down and then they were like michelle ross get on stage and do audience trivia which they had planned like there was planned questions but i don't think that they were meant to vamp this long so they ran out of questions so then it was like audience questions and here's where i have a note to audience members I understand that there is a lot going on in the world, but we are at an event that is supposed to be light and oh, levity and not serious? a political event. And it, there is a time and a place for politics in it. But after a while, every question became, what do you think about the laws in Tennessee to Ross and T.S. Madison and Carson and Michelle, while there's an auditorium of people who just want to hear stuff like, and I, I understand, like, one or two of these questions was okay, but by the third or fourth, when you can see that they're visibly uncomfortable having to speak for an entire group of people, it was just weird. I and wish the question there was a should way... have been The question should have just been simply, who, which queen really surprised you this season? Right. What moment gagged you the most? Out of every season, which was your favorite? Like, keep it to the show. And I'm, And I sound like I'm being, like, very anti- speaking up for what matters but if you were in the room that night you could you would understand but which i guess the real question is is like which like i wish there was a way to vet audience questions because sure having one of those or even two of those that they're sort of hitting yeah at that a different, was the thing it was after the second one so in you, a row you as an audience member and me as an audience member and most people most most people with with a little bit of sense, most people with a my tongue got fat in my mouth as I'm talking. Most people with a little bit of sense would be like, "Well, they've already answered that, so I'm not going to ask it again." Yes, and but people just want their just, moment. It kept digging in a, like harder and harder into the same. This is your variation moment. of a question, 
And it just, it got so, it got a little uncomfortable to watch. Well, let's talk about. Let's talk about the rest. We're going to do in Tennessee. But I will say, I have other notes. I have other notes. Oh, can you give me vague things? Um, How were the fashions? They were pretty good. I think everyone's going to be a little bit gagged by what Lucy LaDuca wore. (laughs) Um, I will say the bar did close at five o'clock when the show started and there was no snacks. And so by hour five of us being there, um, we did leave. So we didn't even stay for the final two. There were seat fillers. The minute me and Nicole were like, yeah, it's 10 o'clock. And they went, there's still two more hours. We were like, we're going to go. And you did and or we didn't? we went home. We were going to go. We were going to go to precinct and party and do all this stuff. And it was literally so draining. Did you or did you not go in drag? I did not go in drag. Mm-hmm. I was warned that it would be extremely uncomfortable. And then halfway through it, Nicole was like, I'm glad that you weren't in drag. Because she was like, I wanted to be Because she went in drag. Yeah, she, she like did amazing. full makeup and hair and everything. And they definitely, you, do you, I mean, they definitely filmed you because you were sitting next to Nicole. Yeah, or do you so think we they were sitting in the front center. It went Michelle, Ross, Carson, T.S. Madison, the dance instructor. What's his name? He's so Miguel hard. Zarate. No, the other one. Bald. Todrick? Black guy. Not Todrick. He choreographs like all the art. Oh, Jamal Sims. Jamal Sims. His very attractive friend. Uh huh. Then there was three empty seats for the TV people. Then it was for the um, camera cameras. And then it was me, Nicole, and RuPaul's family. (laughs) So you had fun, but it was just draining. It was really fun. It was just really long, and it was also no one's fault. Like uh, something happened. They're filming a. that yeah. and they're filming a TV show and yeah, I will say if you ever get the chance to go, go. It was incredible. RuPaul, I have never seen her in full drag in person. I hear, I mean, from what I have heard, like you said, she's on fire. She's in her element. She's she so good. Is and on fire. And it she just becomes in heels. so clear why she has the it factor, right? Yes. You're like that's yeah, the doll. I, I don't. I feel like I'm not really supposed to say anything, but like she was. A lot of it was like on the teleprompter, and you, and she was there telling them how she wanted it. Like I knew, I knew that this that would be I've it, but it was crazy to see like, it happen yeah. and her be a boss bitch in full control of what everything that was going on, but also like turning to the audience and telling jokes and like looking into the audience, recognizing people. And like naming them and talking to them. It was I bet crazy. it's now become this like annual moment. Because she's kind of like that at drag con, but she's not in drag, right? She yeah. walks around. She goes, oh, hey, you. Hi. She's doing press. She walks around with her like gaggle of people. She does her appearances. She does her DJing. But I bet like this now becomes this annual thing where she goes like, oh, I get to go like be the star. Yeah. And it's different than when she like goes to the Met Gala or goes whatever because when she makes other public appearances, she's not in drag. This is really going to the finale in that room is kind of the only time that the public can see her in drag, not on television. And other times, it's just if you're working with her because she doesn't ever make a public appearance in drag. No. And I got to say, gorgeous. She ate. She was mugged down and there was one point where she walked like did a runway walk Uh and i was literally like i don't know the room lit up it was insane anyway it was great everyone looked incredible eat my ass faggot we'll be back after the break (laughs) And we're back. And one more time, Ross, so sorry. <laughs> I blame the tequila. The tequila, honey. You you blame that tequila. You know, they're tequila. smart because I just found out, where were we the other day that they were like, we don't have tequila here. Oh, it was on the plane. They don't have tequila on the plane. And just like at the thing, they didn't want to be feeding all those gay people during the finale alcohol for five hours. Could you imagine? 
Well, and I'm sure they were like, if they get drunk, they're going to scream and they're going to get loud and it's going to fuck up our thing. So we'll get them a little lubricated, but then we'll like being in a studio audience is you got to sit there. Yeah. I want to talk about Tennessee's. I'm so excited. Um, did you just this morning? Did you hear the judge struck down the or paused it? Put it on yeah, pause. Yeah, I think it happened on Friday. So basically, uh, you know, this is and and this to me sort of solidifies the messaging of I know it feels annoying to like participate in like oh we're fundraising for the ACLU, which is this like big organization that just kind of feels like politics as usual because they've been around for forever and I'm sure they know all these politicians and they have these lobby meetings and do whatever but like literally if the politicians who are elected are passing these kind of laws the only way to fight them on the books is in court and get a judge to deem them unconstitutional and to say it's too vague to enforce scrap it let's start over right and obviously it's important like if these laws were to be in full effect i you know would want there to be like a ticket or bail fund for drag queens so that people didn't have to pay out of pocket if they ever got ticketed or arrested i want you know like uh like those are the sort of like mutual aid funds that we're looking for but right now it does feel like in addition to that mutual aid which i think is really important because it's people in the community that know you know who needs the most assistance i do feel like donating to this this drag defense fund is really important because it's literally things are happening like I was talking to the the people at play and they said they worked with the ACLU to make the language more specific in the bill so that none of the queens who worked at play had to register as sexual performers or sex performers or whatever. Adult performers. That's, oh, adult performers. But I mean, what does adult mean? Like, how are we categorizing it? And what does this language mean? It's all so confusing. And I'm like, do strippers need to register? No. I don't know. Do they? Maybe in Tennessee. That's weird. Yeah. They're doing too fucking much. But I'm excited to go. I'm excited. We've got a great lineup. And, uh, you know, the tickets are, I think the tickets are sold out now for in-person. But, of course... Um, we're doing the live stream. So if you go to moment.co slash drag is good, you'll be able to um, watch the live stream. It's happening on April 13th um, when we are in Nashville. The show is scheduled, obviously, from uh, the the start time in Nashville is 830. So it's 930 in L.A. for the live stream or in New York for the live stream and 630 in L.A. for the live stream. Mm. <laughs> are you excited interesting about the times yeah i'm very excited i was nervous before but now that i know about the time zone now that i, I know nothing bad's gonna happen to us I, literally two super ultra vip tickets available and that's it and now the, the super ultra vip gets you a blowjob from you like what's the super ultra depends on how you look dad uh daddy <laughs> Uh, Super Ultra is the five o'clock early bird family style dining experience and meet and greet with the cast mm-hmm. in which Meatball will be serving food. Yep, I am in, a, <laughs> in the most annoying and loudest garish gown I can find. And then the I Super need to, Ultra. I need everyone to know that I'm struggling to do that. I've also never worked in food service, and I'm very nervous. I'm going to have you carry one tray of food out and set it down on a table. Because you don't trust me? Yes. Because if you trip and fall, Susie Wong's hard work lands on the floor. She's a real chef. Did you know that? She's like so much more. Do you know, like Willem would always talk about Susie Wong, and I was like, yeah, Susie Wong, I've heard of her, and I know she does like drag brunches in Nashville. It's like she owns multiple restaurants. Yep. She has a place in Palm Springs, has a place in LA, has a place in Nashville. Shut up. Susie. She is like a grown ass. Like she is a judge. She was a judge at Continental this year. Yeah. That bitch is lit. She better slay and serve. 
So the That's super food. The soup. Well, she's gonna cook it. The super ultra VIP gets you the dinner and a little swag bag. And at the dinner, I do believe there will be a special performance. What? I don't know. Okay. Maybe and something. Then, maybe maybe we're maybe some of the divas are working on something behind your back, bitch. Okay, go off. I don't. I don't need to do all the work. I I surely don't. I'm I'm both planning this and drain your nut. You know what I mean? Drain your nut is. I can't. I can't. Did we? I know that we got a voicemail about the drain your nut. I don't think we did. We did specifically. And if you didn't download it today, I'll tell you what it said. It said, Dipper, how dare you make those old people make those old pictures a drain your nut. That is a job for Vistaprint. It could have waited. And then you come to off sunset handing out those little cards. I know that we're blessed with the with the uh, holy water probably by that old couple. Handing them out to people. And then I find out that the event is six weeks away. I was, le- I, yeah, what am I supposed to do? So now- you didn't need to print them at that shop at the thing. You were like, I needed a rush order. I need them by now. Well, you tell me when there's another huge event full of people in jock straps and tons of sexual energy on the street in LA. That's why I needed them to hand them out at Off Sunset. So fuck your drag. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Drain your nut. <laughs> Listen, don't come to Drain Your Nut if you think it's a Big Dipper event. I'm going to be in the corner putting your clothes into a garbage bag, writing a Sharpie number on your wrist. That's what I'm going to be doing. Come to Drain Your Nut if you want to drain your Your nut. nut. It's for fucking... It's for dicks and butts. It's for dicks and mouths. It's for jerking off. Now, do you think if I worked the door, You're not that would turn people off? Okay, not allowed. Not allowed. So that's all I'm saying. I if you're if you're chill and you're cool, and you want to come drain your nut, you're welcome to, and you're welcome to say, "Hey, man, I heard about this on the podcast. That's great." But don't come in there thinking it's a fat slut event because it's not that. It is a sexual party. I just had like. A vision of me, since I'm now not invited, I was like, and now in what way would I get in? And I was like, I'd have to fly in Alexa Stone. I'd have to get a full prosthetic mask put on. I'd have to step in and be like, hello, I'm here for to have my nut drain. Not to have it. You do the draining. Get on your feet. Dance to the beat. It's time for sloppy seconds. Y'all know we need that meat. I just listened to your guys' recent podcast, and you kept saying it on your feet, and it made me think of the Stevie Wonder song. Anyway, I do have a story. I just got back from Punta Cana, and I was hip-hopping on the grinder and talked to this guy. Uh, The only communication was what room he was in, so... Slay. He went over to his resort, and he found me, and we walked into his room, and he got naked, so I got naked, and then, you know, he was blowing me and stuff. Then he just hopped on the bed on his stomach, and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to eat his ass. Ass was up. So, yeah, I dug into that, and then uh, <laughs> got on that for a bit, screwing it, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm more of a bottom, so this was kind of new to me. And um, after what felt like 10 minutes, but was probably only two, I, like, sat down and was like, I'm not a very good tap. Sorry, man. And uh, he just, like, got up, walked away, put his clothes on. Anyway, it was super awkward, and I had to share that because, you know, I thought maybe it'd be funny. Love all you guys and what you do. You're fantastic. Bye, bitches. Now, this is interesting. Get on your on feet. On your feet. That's what he did, did after he topped that, that guy. that musical is about Gloria Estefan, who was in an awful bus accident and had to relearn to walk and dance and then continued to perform? So the song and the title have, like, a double meaning because she had to not only get on her feet to have a good time and dance, but she had to literally... Get on her feet. 
I didn't know that at all. Terrible bus accident. There's a musical about it. And what's it called? Get on your feet. The the thing about this voicemail that I think is interesting <laughs> is like I like topping, but I do get tired kind of quick. Yeah. Cause I don't really have that lid ass cardio stamina that some of these tops do. They yeah. just pound, pound, pound. And I'm like, are you not tired? I'm drenched in sweat when I have sex. Mm. Mm. But I, in my mind, always think that everyone is that tired. Everyone is pumping that hard. Everyone is working like that. When in reality, if you're doggy on a bed, just sort of perched right there, and you're just taking dick, I guess the thought is like it's just a good feeling that is happening to you. I know there are bottoms that work work along with the motion of the ocean and all that, but yeah, you I gotta push that, back. You can't just I wait. Sorry, so this person was just didn't want to move at all, just laid there like a dead body. No, no, he was just saying that he dug no, into I'm that for a little bit. No, I'm asking you about this experience that you're talking about. Or are you no, just saying I, in general? Uh, in general, I'm the one driving the ship. Like I'm holding onto the waist. No, I'm, they got to be pushing back. You gotta Push slam back against it. Push it's it gotta be if they're standing still, you can be doing all the motion too. That's how it should be working. But you don't want to be like slamming Clashing. into each other. Yeah, because that's how you hurt someone's ball. Right. So it's a give and take. But I always thought that like, you know, the my sexual partner was equally as tired as I was. And then I sort of like realized, you know, a few years ago, I was like, oh, I mean, they're not just laying there and taking it, but like they really you can sort of you cardio wise, you can bottom for a lot longer than you can top. Oh yeah. I never really understood that. Cause the thought of holding my legs in a position, exhausting. But there's a point like that. There are bottoms who can just hold their legs but back. Like if you but some people are just flexible, so it's not even like a, it's not it's literally nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. They're just like, dig me out. All right, well, get on I your I dug into that. Disgusting. <laughs> I gonna, dug into almost that. Almost as bad as when I was like, so I'm going to dump out. I was like, I you really did say dump said out. said that before. Hi, you fucks. Um, I am recovering from laryngitis, from sucking dick too hard. Been there. But mm, I there. just had a really whorish night, and I needed to tell somebody so I went over and I fucked this one dude. Then I went back home and I fell asleep. And then my fuck buddy calls me and tells me to come over and suck his dick. And like a good little bitch, I go over and I suck his dick. And then we end up fucking for like an hour. Like but he can't come because he's too drunk and stoned. And we fall asleep. And then on my way home, I get hit up by this person on Growler. And he's just like, hey, come over. And I'm like... All right, why not? And then while I'm on the way to his house, he's like, are you cool with threesomes? And I'm like, well, okay, fuck it. No. Why not? So I go over. We, like, fool around. But nothing, like, penetrative. But the reason why I call is because what I believe Fran talked about on this last episode where they, the person that they were sucking off came and they laughed. Well, the same thing happened to me, and this man came in my mouth and then held my head down on his dick and proceeded to laugh for a good two, three minutes with my with his dick in the back of my throat. Oh. Okay. Oh, that is good. so serial killer. <laughs> they just said good. good. I that like is. a I like a hoish night like that. That's always fun I do for too. me. I miss those. Yeah, you just bounce around from one to the next. Yeah, and when I lived in Burbank, there was, like, four guys that lived kind of around me. And so sometimes, like, a Friday night. I also, like, would go to the Eagle for a little bit, not know anybody, and be like, I guess I'm going home, but it's only 10 o'clock. But those men were always home. I like slutty guys. Me too. Slutty we're going to take shorts. a break here in a moment, but no, I just wanted bitch. to sh show you this photo and get your thoughts on it. I saw that earlier this morning. I... Do you live? 
they're definitely they're living, and that's all that do matters. You laugh? My opinion. Do you laugh? I laughed, and I and do did you not laugh? laugh. Okay, no, maybe. Got it. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. And we are back. I've got some. And we're back. Uh, here we go. Hi, you sluts. Um, I'm driving home from the gig in my car, so I, I hope it doesn't sound weird. But I wanted to know how you deal with if you're at a show, there's a prize, and you don't think the person that won deserved it. Like, is that me just thinking I'm better than everybody else, or is there some favoritism involved? How do you deal with not winning? Thanks. Goodbye. Now, Meeple, remind me, at the pageant last year, you did you win or did you not win? I didn't win, no. So um, maybe you connect with this call a little bit. In that we've both lost something, yes, but other I feel fine with the winner of the pageant. They definitely deserved it. Now, I think that this is an interesting question because I got into a conversation with a girl at Precinct about this, and they kept on, I don't know, it was just a weird thing. They kept on saying stuff to me, uh, like, one, just out of the blue. I didn't ask for it. We weren't even talking about it, but they were like, well, you lost the pageant, but like maybe you'll win again next year or something. Like da 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 da, da. or like, oh yeah, well you also you lost Dragulista, but maybe you'll go back and win. And I was like, I had to stop and be like, listen, sometimes it's not about winning. Sometimes winning is worse. <laughs> right. Sometimes, even if you feel like you worked harder and did more and did all of this, that doesn't mean you were better. Like. You can feel a way about it, but let yourself feel upset and hurt about it for, like, two days. But honestly, like, just because you didn't win didn't mean you didn't do a good job. Yeah, and, and you, like... And it's literally just going to give you a drive to work harder. Here, I mean, here, let's be let's be really honest. Like, I want to say here's the thing about bar shows, but in reality, every single competition has a little bit of favoritism a little bit of who you know a little bit of what the circumstances are just for that evening you know what i mean like it's always different and so even though you go okay well it's just a bar show and the the queen who runs the show is friends with the other queen that won the contest like blah 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 but it doesn't i don't think it serves you like it you doesn't as a serve you at all to and dig into that and like reel over it the only thing you can do is just go great well that one didn't work out in my favor what's next and that scenario is going to happen everywhere. I mean, it happens at the yeah. fucking Oscars. Like, oh, it yeah. happens, um, you know, it happens everywhere there's a contest. So I would think about less like, um, uh, don't spiral about it. But really, I mean, these sound so cliche. It does. Winning it isn't like everything. Be, yeah. And it's also, not. your biggest competition is yourself. You. You it's your last You need to do better than, yes, exactly. So it truly, again, no matter if you did deserve to win or not, that's not, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, exactly. just keep pumping. Hello, Big Dipper and Meatball. So I just hooked up with someone in a park, and I just sucked Slay. his dick. And uh, so he was standing, I was on my knees, and... Uh, Whenever I got back up after we were done, I like snapped my ankle or something. <laughs> I don't know. I was like fine walking back to my car. We were talking, whatever. It wasn't until I got back home. I tried to walk up to my second floor apartment that I was like, damn, my ankle really fucking hurts right now. And so uh, my question to y'all is, have you ever hurt yourself? Um, during a, uh, a hookup. And so, yeah, 
I love y'all very much. And goodbye. Have you, have you ever hurt yourself? Yes. I have definitely like twisted or sprained my ankle. I've definitely um, like pulled like a hamstring muscle. The uh-huh. worst is it hasn't happened to me recently, but in the last couple of years, it's happened like more than six times. I get like kind of a stomach cramp when I come. Oh, oh! You I was just with saying- you. I was <laughs> with you for most of that, and then you went with uh, when I come, and I immediately stopped. So, like sometimes, if like I'm like kind of bent over or like whatever, it's like I have to like I have to sit my torso all the way up and like stretch my stomach and ab muscles out. Mm-hmm. Yes, I said ab muscles because they do exist underneath the, the, the soft pillowy pushing. <laughs> the soft pillowy top. Um, I so, so I get that and I go. I have to be like, ah! <laughs> and it's like very embarrassing. But I've never like I've never like carried home a major injury. Oh, I did cut my foot on the door of the steam room last week. Ew! Barefoot. Oh, you were barefoot? Oh, were you barefoot? The top of my foot. The door was, grazed was the top Was there of my a foot. covering on the bottom of your foot? Yeah, but that's not where I got my cut. I know, but I'm, I know. This is two separate questions. Okay. Were you wearing footwear? Yes. At the steam room? Yes. What footwear? Like flip-flops. Like shitty, okay. gross, awful flip-flops that I hate. I hate flip-flops. I just don't like the thought of, like, an open wound in a steamy room. Well, that's why I had to leave. Now it's scabbed over. Wow. Well, you can go, oh, it's great. It's a scab. Take it right on back. Now, I, that reminded me of, I one time, when I was in my top era, was (laughs) topping somebody, and we were, like, they were on the edge of the bed, and I had one leg up. On, you know, like up on the bed and one yep. leg on the floor. And it created a cramp that went from the inside of my knee all the way up through my stomach. And I swear to God, it, it like it went just up my leg, the leg that was up. And I was like trying to hump and I was like close to coming. So I was You're like trying to what now? You were trying to hump? Hump. And I, but it couldn't because I was so cramped and I was like about to come. So I was like really just like throwing my body at him at this point. And after I came, I was like, Aah! and then just fell backwards. Like I couldn't even stand anymore. And I had the cramp, but I was like on the floor going, oh God, trying to straighten my leg out. It was truly awful. Worst experience. And I think he probably thought I was fucking insane. Thoughts? Now you're just reading something. What's going on over there? I just think we all need to stretch before sex. Yeah. Oh, I'm stretching now, baby. What are your plans today? I haven't counted tips since like th- three or four months. So I'm going to go through my trash bags of ones and like iron them out and take them to the bank. Don't take them to the bank. To exchange them for larger bills. I don't want like stacks and stacks of ones. Oh, okay. Um, This one's straight. Wait, I don't me. have money in my house. I'd take it to the bank and deposit it. There's never any <laughs> loose cash here. If there was, you'd never find it. You'll never find it, baby. Get on your, your feet. Give us one more call. Get on your feet. Ah! Okay, this is after listening to uh, your voice. I am a hoe. Uh, Dipper, you know better. You had eye contact. It seemed like there was some sort of like sexual tension. He bought a shirt. He's he talking about the guy from questions. I mean, what is going on after the bar closes in, in Boise? Nothing. And whoever knows what time it is. Nothing. It was the reply should have been, you know. When he asked, what are you doing after? You should be like, sucking your dick in my hotel room. Okay. Why are you playing coy? He probably listens to the pod. No, he had never heard no, of he didn't. Uh, I'm not he saying of your reputation, but you are a knowledgeable uh, oral giver. Thank you. So he's probably like, I'm getting my dick sucked tonight. And he probably left because you didn't show any interest. Yeah. Love well. the pod. Hope you win. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, you're this person is correct, and um, I was reflecting on this, and you know what I realized it was? He, it was I was standing there. Well, there was that. It also was like he had no idea who I was, but the majority of the rest of the room did, and so that like that felt weird to me. And then second of all, he was giving me, he really reminded me of amalgamation of two guys that I dated in Chicago when I was like 25. And like, he just seemed like a nice, wholesome person, but I'm like, you're hitting on me randomly at a bar. Like you're down to fuck around. So uh, that's amazing. But like, he just reminded me of like, Oh, you want a relationship. I think, I think I need to make a concerted effort to balance my sex club, steam room, sex party, sex with actual like interactions with people. Because in my mind, if, if, if we're not like sucking each other's dicks within two minutes of walking up to one another, then I, I get like spooked out by the situation. Hmm. I also think that this person, this caller is be like, there were other situations. It was, it was 10 o'clock. It was early. Uh-huh. And I don't think that this caller could be that forward in any situation. <laughs> I think that you're, you're, you're putting on airs. You're acting like you're more brave than you are. You're putting on airs, sweetie darling. That's so funny. Well, we did it. We made it to the end. I had a wonderful time today. I had a wonderful time with you as well. Thank you for being with us here on the podcast, everyone. Uh, we have an exciting couple of episodes coming up. And uh, please make sure to check out the live stream for the Drag is Good event. It is happening on April 13th. And you can go to moment.co slash drag is good. And you can check that out, baby girl. Because we need to raise money to fight these dumb bills. Yes, truly a hundred percent. Get on, on your feet. feet. We have to come up with a new song. By Goodbye. The way. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. You can follow us on Gmail, or you can send in your own fuck talk story at. Sloppypod at gmail.com or you can call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. And follow us on our personal Instagrams at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball or Big Dipper Jelly everywhere else. And Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter and The Meatball the Drag Queen on Tiki Talks. Goodbye. Oh, and don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. And... Um, sign up for Mom Plutes where you get unedited episodes. Ad free a day early. Ad free no and weeks. a day early sometimes. That's right, baby. Get into it. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.